0: your yoke easy on my shoulders your burden light like the breeze you say come all who are weary rest your soul Your word light in the darkness Sweet like honey on my lips You say come all who are anxious Delight yourself
1: to the Saints of Central Vineyard. It has felt like such a long time since we've all been together. How I have missed that. I know that we've all probably experienced good days and bad days over the last few weeks, but I hope you all are well. Maybe you've been able to enjoy a little treat or two over the last week as businesses have begun to open. Or perhaps you've experienced the joy of including close family in your bubble if you've been able to. I know we have definitely loved having my mum and dad now bubble now. This week's fruit of the spirit is gentleness. I have to confess that at first I wasn't quite sure how to approach this one. In my experience, this has often been one of the least spoken about fruits, at least on its own. The quieter sibling to the big hitters of love, joy and peace, for example. Yet, considering how hidden it is as a trait, scholars agree that gentleness is clearly a character trait of the Trinity and we see it often throughout the scriptures. In the 23rd Psalm, David describes God to be like a shepherd who leads us to be in green pastures and by gentle streams. God spoke to Elijah in a gentle whisper. The prophetic descriptions of Jesus coming in Zechariah 9 verse 9, don't show him as someone filled with pomp and splendor, which would be expected at this time for a great leader. But he will come in gentle humility. Jesus, who let's remember is God incarnate, symbolically enters Jerusalem as gentle and riding on a donkey in Matthew 21, verse 5. And Jesus describes himself as a gentle, humble servant who provides comfort and rest in Matthew 11, verse 29. If we focus in on Jesus, what a contrast he would have been to the Roman leaders that the people in Jerusalem would have seen and known. Roman emperors saw all of their power resting in their military dominance and physical prowess. The Roman world itself was a fairly ruthless place to be. Very little consideration was given to the poor or the sick, and it was often pretty lawless and chaotic. To have a leader be gentle and kind to others would have been unfathomable and at odds with the social norms of the Roman world. This is a countercultural trait of Jesus. It helps to set Jesus apart in the Roman world. Perhaps this is all best shown in a scene in Mark 10. Jesus is with his disciples and two of them, John and James, who are nicknamed the Sons of Thunder, ask Jesus if they can sit at his tide when he is in power. They still think that Jesus is going to get things done like the Romans do things. But Jesus says to them this very important line. You know the leaders of this world love to lord their power over their people. They love to flaunt their authority. But amongst you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader must be a servant. Jesus then goes on to yet again stress that he has come as a servant to serve, not as a powerful militant ruler. Amongst you, It will be different. What if one of the key markers of this difference is Jesus's gentleness? We then see this echoed in Paul who understood the importance of behaving towards others with the same gentleness as shown by Jesus, although we also see him struggle with this at times. In Colossians 3 verse 12 he says that since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And we see this again in Paul's encouragement to Timothy in 1 Timothy 11, that he is to pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. In our current mainstream culture, gentleness seems to fly under the radar However, it is starting to be sought out again, along with its companion, Kindness. Perhaps in the current global chaos we find ourselves in, our deep-rooted sense of what God calls us to is being inherently longed for, whether through the church or secular culture. In psychology fields, while there is limited research into gentleness, interestingly, it is considered to be a compound character strength meaning that it exists as a combination of other characteristics, such as humility, forgiveness, and kindness. Gentle people are often considered to be empathetic, have high social intelligence, and are loving with a high degree of openness or receptivity to others. Gentleness is also considered to be an other-oriented strength, putting the needs of others ahead of ourselves. In the business world there's a growing awareness of the need for leaders to use gentle power to better unite and encourage their teams and organizations during uncertain times leaders who show empathy make their organizations more effective encourage a positive team climate and increase employee retention they are seen as for their people and not against them in my own working life previous managers and bosses who were gentle in their approach with their staff were the ones who were truly loved and valued by their teams. Their gentleness didn't mean that they were a pushover or let people do what they wanted but they took the time to know their staff, ask how they were doing and look for ways to support and encourage them. In a world where the loudest or angriest voice can seem to generate the biggest reaction in society and gentleness can be portrayed as weakness there is something so countercultural in the gentleness of God. This may seem far from what some people think of when they think of God. They may think of him as angry or discriminatory, but actually, in looking at the scriptures I started with in this letter, we see that God has always been and will be gentle with us. That doesn't mean he lets us do whatever we want, but that he gently encourages us back to him. In His loving ways, He gently holds us together when we are angry, or when we grieve, and when we are uncertain. Jane Williams, Assistant Dean of St. Malitus Theological College says, Gentleness is a quiet, assured strength in knowing who you are in Christ, to such an extent that you don't need to have anyone else validate you. In this age of self-promotion, The fruit of gentleness would mean that you don't need to get worked up or anxious about that, but instead gentleness starts in the deep rooted knowing that you are loved by God first. In the past year, I have felt this assured strength especially. I have experienced grief and sadness in seeing my dad become really sick and in the loss of a baby and yet I have felt gently held and loved by God. The gentleness of God has meant that I haven't felt angry or resentful, but that I am loved and cared for right in the midst of what I am going through and that he will hold me throughout it all. I have also felt the gentle prodding of God to see new growth through a hard season, to have new perspective on who I am and what God is calling me to, to be able to see green shoots after what has felt like a wintry season. So how do we embody this into our imitation of Jesus? In Philippians 4 verse 5, the invitations for gentleness to be evident to all. In the message, this is put even more pragmatically. Make it as clear as possible to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them, not against them. The picture of believers, individually and corporately, is of a gentle people who follow in the footsteps of the gentle Lord and Master. This is not a gentleness that is naive or spineless, but a gentleness that lives with principled firmness. Jesus was gentle, but he was not a pushover. The challenge that gentleness presents to us is, therefore, a difficult one. Dallas Willard observed that when Christians share their faith, we often appeal to reason, logic, and the truth of doctrine but these tactics can often seem to be ineffective. A better approach to spread Christ's word, Willard suggests, is to use the example of our own lives. To demonstrate Jesus' message, we must be transformed people, living out a life reflective of Jesus himself, a life of love, humility and gentleness. This countercultural model of life, the gentleness, Willard argues, is the foundation for making the most compelling argument for Christianity. One that will convince others that there is something special about our faith and the Jesus we follow. Willard called this the Allure of Gentleness. It's actually the title of of a book on this whole idea. I know I have found lockdown to be challenging in a number of ways, including with the balance of work and family life I have had to catch myself being grumpy with my husband or impatient with my son, and instead try to practice gentleness in my attention and responses to them. This has caused me to pause, take a breath, and listen to what God is saying, to put my work down and give my full attention. I don't always get it right, but it is something I will continue to practice. Another way of practicing gentleness for me has been to take a walk around my neighborhood and notice the gentle signs of spring. The beautiful blossoms appearing, the fragrance in the air, and the new growth on the trees. This work quietly happens all around us without us doing anything. Perhaps you could try this too. What could God be saying to you through his gentle yet at work creation? Or perhaps you could try finding a quiet place at home or in the sun and listen for God's gentle voice to speak to you? What is He whispering to you? Maybe it could be in listening to a friend. Can you practice gentleness in how you listen and empathise with them? If you need to write a problem with someone, how might gentleness be a way to go about that? How can you serve them with receptivity and openness? What would the church look like? Or what would your home look like? Or what would social media look like if we make it as clear as possible to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them, not against them? May you realise the allure of God's gentleness. With love, Gabrielle.
0: Your yoke easy on my shoulders. Your burden light like the breeze. You say, Come, all who are weary, rest your soul. in the darkness, sweet like honey on my lips. You say come, all who are anxious, delight yourself in you faithful we will sit at your feet again we will find peace in your promises and joy in all peace, steadfast forever. Your love, faithful and true. You say, come, all who are thirsty, come and drink.